don't say it. Did you did you push it yet? Shh. I already pushed the button. Okay, everyone be quiet. We're going live. While the intro was ending, I couldn't remember if it automatically unmutes us or mutes us at the end. And for some reason, I actually like muted myself. And so the first like four seconds of the episode, I'm like, oh, God, I have to unmute myself. I'm like out of it, dude. I'm not operating at 100% right now. What's up, boys? How are we We doing? Had a busy week this week. Still busy at work. After next week, though, it should be less busy. So hell yeah. Oh, for the viewers at home, you might notice that we have the mystery triangle himself, Penrose. How are you doing, dude? It me. I'm good. So, <laughs> right at this exact moment, uh, Swarm Tech is doing secret awesome things related to uh, Midwest Meetup, which, if you guys haven't been paying attention, is happening on Labor Day, and you should definitely come to. Um Bitplum One is month? traveling somewhere. Uh, yeah. I don't know where Danny is. I don't know where Middleton. Everyone's missing, dude. What is I going Middleton on? Middleton was going to be here. He said he was coming tonight. I don't know. I think he disappeared. Oh, he might. He might be putting the kids to bed. Yeah, he might just show up. He might just like pop in. Here he is. <laughs> so uh, this week, um, we we all sort of had the misfortune of being extraordinarily busy dealing with things. And so I didn't. Oh, I'm waiting. Oh, shit. Where wait, you, let me oh, post oh, the uh, I got the it. I got your link. You yeah, got, I got it? it? Yeah, okay. I got it. We're sitting here going, I don't know where he is. Where the fuck is well, Metal assumed, Yeah, we assumed that, you know, we did the thing we we're supposed to do. We failed to do the thing we we're supposed to do. We do the thing now. You're He's pulling the anymore. fucking let me in meme. It's in, the, be- it's in the spot now. Because... uh we were all busy. I didn't really do a good job. When I say everyone was busy, I'm saying I failed and it was my responsibility. <laughs> I did not collect all of the what's new and Guncad stuff. So this week we're just going to jump right in and bring our guest on. And if you haven't heard of our guest, he is the king of launchers. He has been a, 
tester and a dev in the launcher community since the very beginning. He's been killing it. Basically, every event that has ever involved launchers, he's been there. So without further ado, I'm adding on both Middleton oh, and Mathematics. What's up, it's, dude? What up, everyone? It's been 84 years. <laughs> dude, so before we you know, continue on too far, I just want to call everyone's attention to one thing, which I'm going to put... Uh, you in the hot seat right now look yeah. at this background it is fancy as fuck this is real this is my house me and the <laughs> he's sitting on his throne of, I, spent of like, of launchers. I spent like seven whole minutes on this. <laughs> okay so walk me through everything that's in the background right now so on the uh this side it's on your right, our left, yeah. we have the your original TNG. This is the Thunder Run. Yes. This is the one that set the oven on fire at the Midwest meet. Hell yeah. It's a it's a relic. Um, <laughs> I'm just like you can see through here all my launcher shells that I've made. These are just the ones that work. I have a whole nother box full of ones that I've broken. And each one of these are brass. Those are all brass hybrids. Um, above me is the GU-37 with the Mossberg stock. Okay. Um, those two color match. Oh, it's fucking... I'm, like, disoriented with the mirroring here. They're color <laughs> matched because I'm, like, cool like that. And then uh, over here is the 100% Nylon Odin. Um, Hell yeah. Indestructible piece of equipment uh i would i would rival that against any commercial launcher without a doubt hell um, yeah i've seen what pla ones will do you know last time i met up a goon we straight up like destructive tested one like, did some goon shit we had a load that was like bigger than a 357 load like a 357 magnum load in a milk shell and it i mean it definitely broke it but it wouldn't have broke you <laughs> and honestly it, like, broke it that's the important part. yeah it, and and broke it is suggested like it definitely took it right on the chin um you would have kept a hold of it you know it definitely like it cracked the barrel retainer it kind of like bent it a little bit because it's got quarter 20s through it it actually bent the quarter 20s um okay the brass hybrid shell actually swelled it fire formed the shell in the barrel. I mean, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and uh, he did it. And that that launcher took. We probably could have still shot it. Like what kind of payload did you have in that thing to have that much pressure? It was. It was just a fifty gram um, chalk round, the same ones I always shoot, but it just had a shitload of smokeless powder in it. So <laughs> it was. It was a full length. 38 special filled to the top with uh nitro 100, which is the fastest smokeless powder you can buy. If you look up, like if you look up the burn charts on smokeless powder, nitro is at the top of the list. So you had a mini pipe bomb. Yeah, it was, it was a handheld pipe bomb for sure. And uh, legal reasons. That's a joke. Yeah. And it, uh, it was full to the top, like 12 grains. It was all we could fit in it. And it sent the projectile like real fast out into the 
out into the woods. The and, ether. Uh, yeah, and it, like I said, it bent it. But Goon said that he, when he took it home, he pulled the quarter twenties out, and they were still straight. It just kind of put everything in a bind, and uh, the breech was fine. The spine stayed intact. The barrel retainer cracked. The stock flew off of it. But I mean, you could have held on to that. So I mean, I I trust that thing with my life for sure. Uh, it, it is a hell of a platform. So before we talk about the Odin, there's a I lot feel like between the, the beginning and Odin. So the history of the Odin is very much, you know, it's a response to a number of other things that happened in the history of launchers. So let's rewind in time to when you joined GunCAD and your first uh, set of projects. Walk me through, like, how did you find out about GunCAD? How, how did you find out about launchers? So this is going to be, okay, I'm just going to warn anyone who's watching. I hope you love hearing the word 37. Because it's going to be all <laughs> 37, 37. That's all I do. All right. Because I'm a fucking nerd. But um, I'm also a CZ guy. Like, I'm a big CZ guy. I had a huge love for the Scorpion. Just the aesthetic, like the angle cut handguard. Like, it's so, like, war on drugs looking. Are you saying that there's <laughs> a huge thing for large flat surfaces? Chamfers, maybe even? Chamfers. Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, and like the, the there's a 3d printed scorpion and i was like i was in love with it. i had to have it um but it didn't it didn't push me to buy a 3d printer hmm. and then i seen the teaser for the thump and grind before it was released and i was like all right this is it montana you guys some of you've met her uh it's my wife um she was like she talked me into it she was like just buy it like just do it like you've been talking about it forever just do it so I bought one and then a few months of like getting to know it and the thump and grind came out and uh, immediately like I was on it first day. And it wasn't even, it was shortly after that, like I finished it, like Bitplum uh, sponsored me in uh, because I was in that, the thump and grind room every day, like posting stuff that I was doing. And uh, the original thump and grind room was lit. That was a good chat room. I mean, it was all day, every day for like a year. There it is, yeah. So is this the first launcher you ever printed? That is the first launcher I ever printed. Correct. With the Scorpion Brace. <laughs> and yeah, with the Scorpion Brace, because I'm like, I put Scorpion Braces on everything, if I can. Hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed it. We did a lot with it, too. Like that. That was like... At the time, there was launchers before it, like, Mussy had one. Uh, that was before that, but none that was that popular. So, like, during that time, we were doing so much crazy shit, like, just trying to trying to perfect the sauce, you know? Hmm. Um, I mean, I had, like, shells with, like, 12-gauge brass in them, like, as the, instead of, like, putting a 209 in it, like, just using the bottom of the brass of a, 12 gauge we had like finned projectiles we had all this crazy shit and uh like even from like back in those thump and grind days i hated using black powder and, like if you look in the photo i don't know if you can see any in that photo but like that's also my reloading table 
no, you can't see. I have tons of reloading equipment. And I was like, I need to figure out how to use smokeless in these. So like, Mm -hmm. even from that point, like the, the idea of using smokeless in a, like a DIY manner uh, was always on my mind. It just Mm -hmm. took me a while to get there. So was the reason for the thump and grinds initial popularity over all the, the launchers that came before it, just the, the fence post aspect what what sort of drove its popularity versus everything else? I'd say the the f- I don't think it was the fence post at all. I think it was mm. the aesthetic. I mean, it's it's like hella good looking. Yeah, and none of the other launchers had like super kick ass release trailers. You know, they just yeah. kind of existed on the internet. That had like a super visually appealing. Um, trailer that just like it just reached a lot of people um, mm. and there was yeah, a lot the hype of, was real yeah mm. back in the day so how soon after you printed this did you do your first experiment with smokeless powder i think in those photos i think you'll see there's some shells that just have like right, right there's one Right there's one. Yep. There's just a 38 stuffed in it. It's not a like a lot. It's just a blank that I made. Um, it was pretty early. Like I was doing it with the thumb and grind. I believe I was doing it before I even had the GU37 made yet. Like mm. this was, you know, over three years ago, I think. Um, I was just making blanks and just like sticking them in shells and like seeing what happens. And I'll tell you, it doesn't do anything. It just <laughs> It just farts the powder out and sends your projectile like 15 feet. Okay. You got to have that pressure, right? I did so many different things over the years trying to get smokeless to work without like a burst tube or like a burst disc or anything like that. I was like, there has to be a way because I didn't want to have to deal with burst discs. And I I still don't really like it, but there's no way of getting around it. Because if there was, I would have found it, you know? So this one here is not actually... Uh, a blank you had like a plus p that you just removed the projectile from no it, it was brass it was a once fired brass that okay I put a new primer in and then i think at that time i was putting smokeless in it and then just stuffing uh tissue paper and like a little piece of clay in the top of it just to seal mm-hmm. it off okay Not that super sophisticated just like i got this shit here i'm gonna like throw it together and see what happens. What is this guy down here? These three things. So those are, those are homemade firework rounds for like, those are aluminum hulls. Um, actually have one holding up the Odin right here. It's just your normal, like exotic firearms, 37 hull. And then mm-hmm. I making my own fireworks for them. And then I put them down in there, put some hot glue over the top to make sure it stayed sealed. Nothing nothing amazing. What is uh, this like surface plastic thing here? What? uh, It's a hot. Okay. Yep. Just take this, squirt it on there like you're icing a cake. Okay. And then cardboard and hot glue is uh, 37 millimeters uh, sprinklings of flavor, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing anything like fireworks related with 37, just go buy a case of hot glue. Okay. all the hot glue because you're going to use a whole stick on every one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just for 
like so if you guys don't know that people are watching or listening so that's like the main two things like cardboard tubes and hop is what you're going to have more of than anything else when you're doing like 37 millimeter stuff like diy because the the reason where you, you use a hot glue and not any other kind of adhesive is because it, it acts as a filler and it also is not going to turn into a pipe bomb because it does not hold pressure hmm. so but it will keep moisture out so it does the moisture barrier and it fills when you need a filler and it's a barrier when you need a barrier but doesn't create a pipe bomb hmm. i was like i so hated the hot glue whenever i started making a lot of fireworks after a while i started using clay and i would like i put the cardboard disc on the bottom of the tube just one strip of hot glue and then i pack it in clay your whatever mix you're making in there and then pack it with more clay and then just like maybe like another squirt of hot glue because like yeah, one of those can take a whole stick. Yeah, know? for sure. It's like you're sitting there squeezing the thing for 10 minutes and it was annoying. And I could make fireworks much faster with clay. And I didn't really see a difference in it. it they, they all worked. Hmm. Oh, videos now? Yes. This Maybe was the first one for Akimbo, I think. <laughs> oh yeah well, yeah that was the, action. the GU beta I was like I'm going to akimbo these things someone yeah. I don't know was like, you won't <laughs> yeah. you won't is such a powerful tool in the uh, <laughs> bullying arsenal Love so that. like the, the launcher group you know, the, the launcher side of Are We Cool Yet is such a tight community. It's crazy. Like, the Thumping Ground Room came out or, like, opened up. And, like, that was three years ago. And there's still, like, today I talk to guys from there. Like, we've worked together every day since then. You know, 40 mm -hmm. Ounce, P-Tact, uh, Danny, you know, Trophy Trap was there. Bit Plum was there. Um who else do we have? There's a bunch of us. Goon. Justin, yeah. Uh, I, 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 don't, I didn't participate much after the Thump and Grind. I shot so many rounds with the Thump and Grind, and then I'm like, okay, I have to move on. <laughs> this is skipping ahead. The, uh, uh -oh. the drive struck again and uh, oh. reordered everything Re that Matt Reorganized your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so there's two okay. GUs. Yep. So this guy on the, the top here is your uh, contribution to the original beta. And the guy on the, uh, the bottom here is the, the one that's behind you currently. Yes. Okay. So like, okay, for anyone else out there who wants to get into it, I always recommend the GU. I mean, it is like such a foolproof super slept on. And I'm, I was upset about it because I still love that platform. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone has an AR-15 lower. If you're doing this stuff, you you have one somewhere. There's like, there's no way you don't have an AR-15 lower. And you can make half a launcher and just slap it on there and use it. And it, it is extremely reliable. It's very robust. Um, and it's it's attractive. Like, I think it's a really attractive platform and, like, I tell people all the time to make them. I, I haven't seen anyone make one in a while. 
What stock is this back here? So, okay, during the beta, I made the top one, the one with the purple. Um, that was like my first, the first build. And I was like, I'm going to make something stupid for the release. You know, I want to make something different. So I didn't even tell anyone I was doing it. But that is the stock off my Mossberg 500. <laughs> it did look like a Mossberg. And I was like, what, why does it look like that? Because it is. <laughs> it is the actual stock off my Mossberg. The Mossberg is still upstairs in my in my safe like with no stock on it. Sand stock, yeah. Um, See, now that I'm seeing these, now I'm thinking sticking one of those on the apple pie, folding what, this folding uh, stock on it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you just print one. Just print yourself. Like, like, okay, scroll back up a little bit. <laughs> right there. Okay, look at the magazine well. You see that like faux magazine? That's yeah. actually like a 37 millimeter reloading container. So you like take the magazine out and you can slide it open. And there's a spot to hold primers, rubber bands, and a powder measure inside of it. And then you just nice. put it right back up in the magazine well. And it'll fit in any AR-15 lower. It is super convenient. Like when I was doing all the testing for the GU and the NT, um, I always had that little thing with me because it was perfect for like you just have that in your pocket, slide it open, grab a primer, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And like that's in the GU pack. Like it's it's a really, really nice platform. I like it a lot. Uh, Goon talks about doing a revised version of it, but we'll see. And then the, the lower on that, that's the Superstar 15. It's like a SCR replica. Okay. Uh, the trigger pull on it is just disgusting. Like, <laughs> it's not good. You don't even, like, you don't pull it back. You have to, like, it has to, like, go up. You actually like walk it. You have to That's like full on lever. It's a it's yeah. a lever, yeah. Like you have to like hook it, but it works. Like mm. I think your wife shot it, didn't she, Cape? She did. Yeah, she did shoot that one. She uh, she was very excited about it. Before she shot your <laughs> launcher, she was sort of like down on the whole concept of uh, shooting anything at Midwest Meetup. And the second she shot that, she was like, oh, yeah, this rules. So this <laughs> this particular green GU-37, like, really uh, really earned its place in my household in particular. Really turns them on, if you will. That's exactly, good. dude. I'm so glad to hear it. That, that meetup was something else, though. For sure. So, okay. What is the origin story of the green and black color combo here? I, I don't know. I picked the green. I was like, that's a cool green. And black matches everything. And uh, it was super like uh, cyberpunk looking. So I just kind of went with it for those first two builds. And then from there, it was just kind of like, I have this on my desk. Like, let's just use this color. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't until I really did like the nylon Odin that I started coordinating again. Hmm. No, I guess I did on the balls. You know what? I've, I can't even say anything. I've put a little effort into at least one one build of every launcher. <laughs> I don't even remember my own timeline. Like I'm sitting here <laughs> messing up my own timeline. So your uh, your thumping grind's just the 
the two pin trigger mechanism. Yes. You got to try that three pin if you haven't yet. I'm, I'd have to start over because I'm not altering that one ever again. It's yeah, don't a, alter that one. Just make another one. It's but a whole new pin, The three pin is like... Then you'll have a donor it's, launcher. It's way, it's way better. Yeah, can, that's it cool. does, the reason it's way better is because it does ram sets like first strike every strike. Oh, dude. I gave up on ram sets two years ago. <laughs> I stopped using them two years ago. I was like, I was out on the field with the GU and it was just like, they were like blooping, like I could throw them further. Uh, it's not igniting. And I was just like, I'm done with these. I literally left my box of ram sets at the range. <laughs> they could still be there for all I know. Never got yeah. more stuff. So what right. am I looking at here? Those are the first, I believe, don't quote me, but I believe those are the first hybrids. Those are the very first hybrids. Um, okay. I can't take full credit on being the one that like, because like in the thumping ground room, like we were all very much a, a brain trust. You know, we all threw ideas off each other. And I, I want to say it was Trophy Trout that posted those pipes, those brass pipes. And he was like, hey, what about this? I was like, good choice of any, like I'll try them. And I bought it, um, catted up that like real generic powder cup for them. And since then I haven't used anything, anything else. They all have been brass hybrids since then. Okay. It's just, it's like, I had a couple experiences with like a shell breaking at the powder cup and the whole shell becoming a projectile. And like the <laughs> recoil impulse goes through the roof. Um, shit just like goes crazy. I don't trust it. You know, they've all been brass hybrids since then. I probably have, I don't know, probably 40 or 50 brass shells at least. So this uh, hybrid design, how is the brass affixed to the base? Uh, JB Weld. Okay. You got to like make sure. And I always tell this to people because like they don't, some people don't do it. And they're like, it broke immediately. You didn't sand it. You got to like sand the inside of the brass and sand the outside of the plastic. Got a mating surface. You got to have a mechanical tooth. And if you don't, the brass is going to go flying hmm. after, you know, a couple shots. But uh, Speaking of pretty- malfunctions, what kind of malfunctions have you seen? Like, have you had any in-barrel detonations or any oopsies? We're like, well, I'm glad I have my hands today, kind of a thing. I personally haven't had any in barrel detonations, but uh, 40 ounce has. He actually had one just recently. He had a, a firework round blow up right in the barrel. It didn't mm-hmm. go out, and uh, it it didn't affect the launcher at all. I mean, it affected his ears, um, but not. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. No physical damage. I had a uh, smoke round detonate. It was the only, it was the first round that I didn't reload myself. And I was like, oh, I bought it from a reputable place. Should be fine. I should have reloaded it myself, even though whatever. (laughs) But I shot this uh, yellow shell that they loaded up. And uh, sure enough, the fucking smoke charge detonated in the barrel. The recoil was incredible. It knocked me straight on my butt. Um, My thumb was jammed up pretty bad, but luckily I still had my hand. And I remembered. To this day, being like, holy shit, I'm glad I I, I was using a Cobra launcher. This is like 10 years ago now. I was using a Cobra launcher. So I was like, 
man, I'm really glad I still have all my digits. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I have had like, like I said, I've had like shells come apart and like send the whole shell down. And it, <laughs> like you said, the, the recoil is intense. I mean, it is like, you know, you figure uh, if your projectile weighs, I, I shoot projectiles that, you know, weigh about 50 grams. That's 778 grain. Um, you have a paint, like a firework. It could definitely be more than that. Plus yep, the weight yep. of the shell with anywhere between, if you're shooting fireworks, you're going to have like 40 to 70 grains of black powder. Yeah. That's going to equate to like quite a kick. Um, mm. So yeah, I like, shot a printed shell 4th of July this year. I had a comet, uh, like commercial firework comet in the end. And uh, the base came off, and so the whole shell was <laughs> gone. And uh, it landed on my neighbor's house. I shot it in my cul-de-sac, and uh, one of my neighbors brought it back to me and dropped it off the garage. It's like sitting in the garage. The whole front's like all melted because of the comet. It's like it was just like flaming the whole time with the shell. It just instead of the hot glue separating, the base separated. So yeah. Like, eh, oh well. It's fun. It's always a fun experience with launchers. Even failures are fun. That's right. There's that one video of me shooting. Uh, what was it? We posted uh, your that, van like, last year. Yeah, I shot no, over the blazer. I was shooting over the blazer, and uh, I didn't. Apparently, it wasn't enough powder because the fire ground just clears the blazer, which is like 15 feet in front of me, and then goes off on the other side of the blazer, blazer on the ground. So. Um... If we're sort of proceeding through time, you yes. work on the TNG, you're in that room all the time, you're brainstorming, you start working on the hybrid shells, you start working on the GU-37 beta, that gets rolled out. Now we're at probably about a year ago at this point, working on the NT-79 beta. Yes. Is that what we're we're looking at here? This is your beta build for the NT-79? Yeah. I want to say the NT came out a little... I think it was over a year ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it seems right. Just yeah. over a year. It was 4th of July last year. Yeah. That's but yeah. Right. And like all of them rolled right into the next one. It was like TNG, you know, fold around in there, right into the GU. When the GU released, rolled right into the NT. But yeah, that's my beta build. Um, really good looking. Um, I, I love the aesthetic of it. Everyone loves the aesthetic of the NT. Uh, I will say it's like the daintiest out of the you know <laughs> the three so far. Uh, I definitely don't. I don't trust it with like the milk rounds and stuff like that. But mm. you want something to fool around with fireworks and stuff. It's it's the go-to. You can look cool while doing it. Yeah. And there's like a, there should be a video in there, like with that somewhere. And it has like the, like my little clip at the end. When I was oh, like, it's one of these, right? Like it's out in this field. Maybe. Just, that, no, that's Odin. That's Odin. Okay. Was it? No. That one right there is NT. Yeah, it was. That definitely is NT. That was old black powder. That was before I had like the smokeless thing down. Just smoked that pallet. Yeah, I mean it shattered. <laughs> it absolutely shattered that board. 
Um, no. What about no, this one? No. Is this another NT? Uh, I think that's a PD. Yeah, those are PDs. All right, we're we're walking it back. <laughs> this stuff got so out of order. That's <laughs> hard, bro. God, I don't even know. Um. Okay, so we're we're like right there. Oh, here's here they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah we found, These were we in the NT seventy nine trailer at the end. Yep. Yeah. Just smoking it. Yeah, those are a little uh, lacquer, lacquer thinner cans. Yeah, this is this the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, so that was a that was a rocket, and yeah, for a, sure, it had a rocket <laughs> motor in it, and it was just like it just was like a fucking I don't know, it looked like a dildo. All right. <laughs> And like a swirl at the end, and it didn't fly for shit. And like what you don't see is right out of camera. Uh, my boss's truck is there. It's a brand new truck. He's there. Uh, my wife's there, and the boss's dog is sitting right there. And it like lands right next to the dog. And he's with like Charlie. It's Charlie. Charlie's just sitting there. And my buddy's in the background. He's like, "Is that loaded?" And then it's like, boom, fucking blows up. <laughs> right here, you can hear in the background, "Is that loaded?" Yeah. And then, literally half a second later, you hear the detonation. Yeah, it didn't go well. Oh God! So Wait, the next that the first one. When I like walk back, I think they also kept that one part in it too. Like after I start walking back, I like did like an air hump thing with it. And I had like so many people like message me about that scene. They were like, dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for there it is. <laughs> there it is. No. So was this the same day as this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love the accuracy on these. I was actually surprised that at the last meetup you were able to nail the target with one of them. Yeah. When you the... watch that that uh Kurt from KAK shooting his forty millimeter at two hundred and like thirty yards or something like that, it hits a hit steel at two hundred and thirty yards with a chalk round. Like well you can um... get some accuracy out of it. That I believe because it's rifled and stuff like, like you can do some stuff yeah. with that with 37, especially DIY stuff. You're like, is it that accurate or is it more of an area <laughs> thing? And then you're able I to mean... hit a target and you're like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th this here was another, uh, you know, me like, hey, this is a different type of powder and a different 38 blank. Like, let me just stuff it in there and see what happens. I'm gonna tell you, it doesn't do shit. So, figure <laughs> it out for you. Um, no, going back on the accuracy thing, um, with the JP rifle shells, like up until the, God, what would have been the Odin, I guess, like with my milk, when my milk released, um, the JP rifle shells really stepped up the game a lot. Like he, he did us a huge service making those, the polygonal rifling. And it only has, you know, 
you know, two inches maybe of rifling. And it, I can, I can hit a pallet at 75 yards basically like every time. Uh, every once in a while you'll get like a flyer, but 75 yards with those rifled rounds, I can, I can hit a pallet nine yeah. out of 10 times. Yeah. It's, that's the thing, right? You just need to, to stabilize the round to get that accuracy. And you can do that yep. with the rifling the round itself. Then we don't have to get in that gray area of rifled barrels, right? We'll just rifle all of our rounds. I'm going to tell you, you just pay attention to what I do here in the future. So <laughs> we're going to leave it quiet on that for right now. But it's, it's coming. Don't worry. Meth boy ain't done yet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's, that's an iconic show. I did all of the GU37 beta and we're like, I'd say three-quarters of the GU-37 beta and the NT-79 beta with that shell. Nice. Like, just, so this thing is just beasting it. Just yeah. how, how many total shots with it? Over uh, 100? I would say well over 100, yeah. Damn. Holy I mean, I got almost 100 just in the GU beta. And then the NT, I shot it a shitload. Um, it's just, and like you, you can see like inside of it how black it is. It was so thick, I couldn't get the shell in it. Or I couldn't get the projectile in it. I actually had to, like, clean it out to even get anything in it. It was so cake full of crap. So is this sort of emblematic of your complaint about black powder? Just this? That is exactly it. Okay. I hate that stinky shit. Dirty. <laughs> you think 22 is dirty? Get into black powder. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Hold on. On the. On topic of like you know shooting hundreds of times in betas where is your go-to place for testing like do you go to a range is there a place nearby you that just no one's around and you just blast what what is the approach to finding a place that you can repeatedly shoot at um if you're like you know somebody joining the the launcher community how, how do you get a space like that if you aren't a landed gentleman so with like uh, uh launchers they're not firearms you know if you want to buy one over the counter at walmart you could you know if walmart started selling g37s you could buy one without an id you know um or without a background check i mean uh so you can like drive around with them and like honestly if you really wanted you could like drive down a back road and like pop at some trees if you really want uh, me personally, I got a lot of friends with a lot of property that I can go okay. shoot on whenever I want. So that's the route I usually take. So and make then, friends with people that have land. Yeah. And then like, it, I'm in, I'm in the middle of central Pennsylvania. Um, my, my father's church has a, a shooting range behind it. Like the church owns a shooting range. That's how prevalent they are here. That's checks out. Crazy. I'm going to go to privilege. Actually gonna go shoot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could I could throw a rock in a direction and hit somewhere close to a uh, shooting range. See, that's how it is with quarries around me and farmland, and none of them want to have anything to do with launchers, fireworks, or firearms. Yeah. <laughs> I called like a handful of quarries and was like, "Can I just shoot a rocket real quick?" And they're like, "Nope, <laughs> fuck." <laughs> I'm doing so, model rocket testing. Can I shoot my model? It's quite literally. I was like, it's a model rocket, just like you had in high school, except 
different. Yeah, it's just different. It looks dangerous. <laughs> what Let's is talk about the toolbox first. Origin yeah. of your logo. I got some here. I'm a third. So I kind of just roll with the number three a lot. Um, a lot of my launchers and stuff that I've built have uh, like a three embossed in them somewhere. Um, that was like a in my toolbox. It holds some Sharpies, a light, and a mini pry bar. Um, okay. Instead of being boring and just having a block hanging on the back, I just put my logo on there. So if what you're saying is like if your name was John Doe, you would actually be John Doe the third. Correct. Mathematics the third. Yep. Esquire. All right, let's talk about the toolbox again. All right, it's sick. Hey, I modded one of those for you, Justin. Did you ever? I know you did. I don't remember. Probably not. (laughs) I spent minutes on that. At least minutes, right? Send it to me again. I'll I'll print it and make. I don't think you ever sent it to me. You know, I know I did. I don't think you did. I'll go check. I'll go look. If you guys don't know, that's an icon toolbox. You guys should buy one. They're the you best should. toolboxes. They are such a good deal. Hmm. Such a good deal. If you want to spend six thousand dollars on a toolbox, this is the one you should spend six thousand dollars on. You don't even need six grand. I got the hutch no. and the forty-eight inch chest for three. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah. I got a side cabinet and I got a huge mungus one, and I think it was like it was under six grand actually, so something close to that. Hmm. It's monstrous. So, uh, what is this guy here? That is the balls. So this, these are your balls right here. Those are Danny's balls, but they're his. Those are that's Danny's balls, but I keep them. Okay, this is your (laughs) personal copy of Danny's. He keeps them on a box. Yeah, that is the uh, (laughs) tube-fed thirty-seven millimeter tube-fed. So, uh, up here is That's where it, the, uh, the actual like 37 millimeter shells are living. Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. And so there's like a inverted elevator that when you pump it drops the shell into the barrel. It like, you have one sitting in the breach and it's like held in with like metal plates. There's metal plates like pinching it. And then okay. the top one pushes down into that same channel and pushes the other one out. So, like, the new one pushes the old one out. Okay. And it's just these two little channels that the rim rides in. Uh, and you got to so the rim just right or they'll kind of bind up in there. But once you okay. get that pulled out, you can just pump them right through. So what you're saying is to get a good grip on Danny's balls and have his balls work really well, you need to give it a good rim job first? Yes, and it's also okay. important that you stroke the balls at the right speed. Or okay. yeah. If you stroke the yeah. balls too fast, you'll shoot it right out the other end. All right? That if you stroke the balls so, too slow, takeaways, it won't go. Proper speed of stroking and rim jobs to make Danny's balls explode. We all know it's all in the technique. If you, go, if you don't have good technique, then you might as well just be throwing it yourself. Yeah. Yep. All about technique. Keep your floating. Dude, I'm moving myself around. Oh, so I have a uh, a story about this, but I'm going to save the story until we hit the relevant picture, even though it's out of order. So uh, 
what tell before we even talk about this one tell me what's going on in this picture so that was the great colorado meetup uh it was all of us at bitplum's house and from top to bottom you have bitplum's is on the top p tact 15s the short boy mine and then 40 ounces and those three are all Colorado natives. Um, I flew the whole way out there from Pennsylvania just to, just, yeah. to it, just to shoot launchers and stuff with the boys. Um, I mailed my balls there. I mailed, <laughs> <laughs> I mailed everything out there just because like, I didn't want to take it on a plane. Yeah. Man, taking a thing on a plane would have been so based. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that. Okay. That thing is huge. Like, yeah. It, it's it's giant like that thing's like you know the balls are big um danny does have some big big balls that was i'm imagining big... the shenanigans when you're at the counter and i'm specifically imagining bit <laughs> like going in <laughs> and having to tell the first like hi welcome to spirit airlines do you have anything to declare today and he's like so uh just a signaling <laughs> device <sighs> after meth left like on his plane I was still at Bit Plum's house, and Bit Plum was like frantically like loading various objects into a box so that he could just mail it. The USPS does not give a fuck, dude. Like, they... so the great thing about USPS is because it's a federal entity, they're supposed to have to have a warrant in order to actually open anything. So they can suspect all they want, but they have to get a warrant to actually open stuff. But now, if it just falls or it gets ripped or it gets opened an accident, that's another story. But that's the great thing about USPS. Now, FedEx and UPS, you have to abide by their customer policies, which they can just open shit whenever they want. So, yeah, right. It, private entities versus government entities. Yep. It's good they didn't open mine up because there was cannon fuse, black box. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no orange triangle was, on that box. I wrote a nice note. I wrote a nice note that said, "This is just for a, pu- a private fireworks demonstration." There's a full-on like what any normie would think is like a, a fucking grenade launcher, you know, in this box, mailed across the country, like just by put someone who's definitely on the this is private on the outside. <laughs> so. That morning, everyone, uh, for everyone's reference, part of the uh, goal for this was we were like trying to get footage to make the trailer for the balls, right? So we go out shooting that morning, record a bunch of stuff, and uh, it gets wickedly hot. So we head back. We're chilling in the garage. We take a bunch of family photos. And then this guy, um, Meth's launcher, gets set down somewhere up in this direction. Wait, it would have been a little <laughs> further left, right by that Gatorade ball or whatever. Okay, yeah. By the foot? against the garage. And so what happened then? So I leaned it against the garage doorway there. And at the time, it was shady. Um, well, the sun decided it was going to like change position. I don't know why. As, it the, as the sun does, it do be doing the stuff. The sun like doesn't that. move. The Earth moves, Justin. Yeah, I don't understand okay. how it works. They all, it all moves. Evidently, <laughs> the sun got into a point where it was shining right on my balls, 
And we're all sitting there bullshitting. The sun's on my balls. And uh, Bit Plum's just like, dude, your shit's bending. And the fucking ball <laughs> of mag tube was going like this. Because it's got a spring in there. So the spring was just making it, you know, bend off to the side. Well, he, like, grabs it. Well, hook to the left. Yeah, he grabs it. And he, like, manhandles it back straight and just, like, holds it until it, like, hits the ride. Yeah, like, cooled off enough to be, like, mostly straight. He knows that, a lot about pipe, man. Go back. There's a picture right before that. That one right there. This was the morning. This was before we even went to go shoot. We're all like getting ready. And I'm like trying to cycle it. I'm like, you know what? This thing isn't working. And I just gave it too much juice and just snapped the freaking pump arm. And we didn't even do anything yet. And I'm like, I should have across the country and I broke it immediately. Yeah, you forgot to you forgot to give the, the proper rim job. That's what that is. It's all happens when you don't get the proper rim job. But we added metal arms after that. Yeah. So this this piece here is sort of the the bit that does the like reverse elevator action. Yes, that's actually okay. on the top of the lid. The uh, the green part at the top is the lid where you this would like, guy open here. it. Yeah, you would open it up to put your rounds down in it. Mm-hmm. And then that black part is attached. That's like your the loading arms. They push the rounds down. Um, and I broke it before we even did any shooting. And like Bitplum like popped on his Prusa and like put one at like 250% print speed. <laughs> and it like was like this big like mess looking it piece was bad. Of work. <laughs> Uh, I think it we we had to do like a lot of sanding and stuff on it, but we got it to. I think we I think I ended up getting a couple clips where like I cycled it. Yeah, uh, Night Alliance was there with the camera, and uh, he got like right up in the grill of it, and I cycled it. Um, but I don't think we used any of that footage because it had like timestamps and stuff in it. Oh yeah, we we had to learn a lot about uh, cameras <laughs> after that incident. So the the other thing was, I think the uh, crank and grind was there, and it was also just malfunctioning because it was so hot. Yeah, the crank and grind. Uh, Forty ounce almost shot himself in the head. <laughs> he's like this. You got to understand the crank and grind's big enough to like. You need a wheelbarrow. It's crazy. Yeah, it's huge. It's made out of like ten rolls of, ten rolls of filament. Yeah, it's a and, technical. Uh, it's for you mount it in the back of your vehicle. And he had a little, little down, and he was yeah. like trying to crank it, and it like went off right in his face. Like, right, if he would have been like leaning over it, it would have you know gone right in the noggin. Oh man! But then, uh, well, Bitplum said like, "Tell him about the sheriffs." Like that night. So okay, this whole thing we're shooting at is behind a construction site that Bitplum worked at. Which is like super, super fucking sketchy. And uh, we went back at nighttime, and there's like two trucks full of guys driving around a construction site in the middle of the night. And I got pulled over, and uh, I'm in a rental. I'm like a, a dude across the country in a rental in a pickup truck full of guys and grenade launchers <laughs> you know, a construction site in the middle of the night. And uh, we're like driving around, and I see the police. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, fuck. And I'm, like, trying to, like, take some turns and stuff. They got on me quick. 
and they were really cool, but they're like, we're just making sure you're not here trying to steal shit. And I'm like, no, you know, we're not trying to blow that. shit up. So behind, a, you know, you're driving up here, you're getting pulled over and 40 is driving like behind you and bit plums in the front seat and I'm in the back seat. And, uh, we see you guys get pulled over and we like pull over sort of behind you and the cops and bit plums. Like I'm going to go talk to them. Right. <laughs> Hops out of the car, <laughs> runs over there and convinces the cops to let, uh, let you guys continue. Right. Yeah. Like that dude has a way of, with words and like, I swear he could be a cult leader. He's so good at like, <laughs> getting people to understand what he's trying to do. And like, let whatever happening is happening like he's done he's done like some stuff like that a few times like talk this out of stuff I think. yeah he did it in uh in texas at the uh there was a noise complaint for the 2077 crucible he talked to the sheriffs they were excited and watched us shoot for a while yeah like every the people uh who owned the last midwest meetup property didn't want us to burn the oven because they were like it's gonna destroy the grass and yeah. them, um, somehow yeah. let them like talk them into destroying their lawn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's he's uh he's a he's a very dude. charismatic dude. Oh god, this thing. <laughs> this is Swarm Tech's uh Mayfly. And this okay. was like his, this was his V1, and it's made out of the worst color in the world. Like I was calling it like uterus colored. <laughs> is it like, uterus uh, purple? Is this the recycle? Is that what this is? The recycle? Yeah. Everybody yeah. had this kit for a while. You've seen it everywhere, yes. and it's horrendous looking. It was just yep. so cheap compared to the quality of it that I think everyone was like on the hype train for it, and then suddenly they made it way more expensive, and no one uses it anymore. Yeah, it got it, expensive, yeah. and it got the quality went down after this batch of recycle by a lot. Quality went down real bad. Blobs, um, seams in the middle of them, just like inconsistent sizing, garbage. I threw away like three rolls because I just got tired of it. Same. But yeah, that and it, that one there, I ended up exploding that one into like twenty to thirty pieces. So. Oh no! Yeah, first shot, I just sent her a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> this was Smile. after. This was after me figuring out how to do like the milk loads. And I'm like, I'm gonna fuck, I'm not going back to black powder. I'm just gonna send it. And then it just went everywhere. <laughs> you know. Damn. So have you built a Mayfly since then? Yes, I do okay. have. What the heck? What are you doing? Doing Dude, weird stuff. It just is here right Hacker. I can't even do it again. I don't know what the fuck I You're did. You're on yes. <laughs> Wait, uh, I gotta say hi to Rusty. What's up, buddy? Oh, Rusty's here. What's going on? Brought him in. What's up, Rusty? I hear it's I hear it's launcher season. Oh, dude, it's launcher season <laughs> it's forever, launcher baby. Launcher decade, kids. <laughs> launcher eternity. Launcher eternity. I like it. Launcher. I hardly knew her. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about this blue car. Is it a magnet? 
No, it's held on the rebutal. It's, oh. uh, it's a firebird. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the backseat of a 69 Firebird um, that my old man owns, and that's a 69 Firebird, so I just kind of stuck it on there. It lives in my toolbox. I also got stickers for most of you guys in that toolbox. I got Cape up in the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Middleton, I got your stickers in there. Fuck yeah. I got a bunch, yeah. Okay, now so, we got so, the Hornets here. These are pretty fun. Are these, who designed these? Those were a Danny creation. Those are A3 rocket motors with little deployable fins. Um, really, really fun if you can get them to ignite. Like we were having issues with the rocket motors actually igniting. Hmm. But when they go, man, they they fucking go. They're gone. <laughs> uh, they sound so cool because you get like the like the bloop of it leaving, and then a <laughs> yeah. Unlike the last, the one you see you shown pr- prior that spun out of control and almost hit my boss's dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> they don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, they they go to space. Even when the rocket doesn't go off, they still fly like a son of a bitch. They're fun. There's a video of shooting one in there somewhere, I believe. Um, oh, here we go. Searching the videos again. Yeah, it, you you can't really see too much of it right there on the right. Yep. So- you should see a little song somewhere. <laughs> So I remember this particular video because in Danny's uh, video he made about the Hornet, he had to like zoom in super far to actually see it. So now I'm like trying to recreate that like frame by frame. Where the fuck did it go? Well, at the end, towards the end, you should see a little black puff out in the distance. Yeah, there there was a delay, right? Yes. It went out and then it, and then it lit. So I think this is the puff, but I don't even see when it starts happening. Nah. Oh, wait. It's like right by those where the trees are kind of opened up there. Oh, I, over here? Yeah. some. I think yeah, it's right in there. Dude. But whatever. Yeah, it's, it's up towards the top. It did... Uh, it did, in fact, go pretty fucking fast and pretty fucking hard. It was not a uh, dog situation. If, if you pause it right off the bat, you can see the round go out of the top of the screen. Yeah, there, yeah, there that's the picture. Yeah, we have, like, screenshots of it as it's leaving. You can see, you can actually see, like, frame by frame, like, the fins open up between one frame and the next frame. That's awesome. They're really fun, though. We never released them, but maybe someday. Yeah, I never I never built mine. That was right about the time I got into the Balls beta, and you guys were dumping a little bit of the crazy stuff on some of the guys in the beta room. <laughs> yeah, Dude, you look we talked about it recently. Like, the, the, the cost of entrance for, like, launcher stuff now is so damn high. Like, there's always crazy shit going on. Like, someone joins in, like, it's going to be completely overwhelming. But it's worth <laughs> sticking with, I'd say. Like, I might be biased, but uh, we're always doing fun stuff. Yeah, you can literally just do launchers and not do anything else at this point and have 
so much stuff to print and to be working on, you're going to be busy all the time. Yeah, I, I can't even keep up like with any of it. <laughs> like I'm a I'm a, like a main part of a lot of it, and I can't keep up to it. Hmm. You're at the and you're at the tip of the spear on most of this stuff, and you can't keep up. I'm yeah. like <laughs> a year behind everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's so the boom first, that's the first milk like that's the that's the idea of it right there so what's I mean, milk stand for uh mathematics ingenious lift charge okay um i didn't i, I almost didn't go with the name because it sounded kind of like self-absorbed but i'm like this is some crazy shit no one thought of like i'm taking i'm, I'm taking this like this is gonna be me so break it break it down for us and explain like the whole components and how the whole thing kind of functions. Oh, you're gonna get me going real nerdy. All right. Yeah. So like I was a reloading guy before I was like a printing guy, and uh, the different. I'm just gonna like state it real quick. Like the difference between black powder and smokeless. Like the the big difference is like black powder will burn at a consistent rate, uh, regardless if it is open air or confined. Smokeless does not do that. Smokeless needs pressure to burn. Uh, without pressure, smokeless will just kind of fizzle and it stinks and makes a big mess. So to use it in a launcher, you have to have a high pressure chamber. So what we have there is the bolt with a hole in it. And that's it. Like that was my first go at it. You know, put, put, the, uh, put the blank in the bolt. And it has a smaller diameter out the end. So I was hoping it could kind of like create some pressure to burn and go straight out. Uh, and it didn't work. <laughs> so this prototype version of it, you literally take a bolt, you uh, slice it so that you have just the threaded section of it. You drill a hole through the, the center. Yep. You epoxy it to the base of this. And no, then you no load boxes. smokeless uh, into here with a blank at the back and then uh, fire fire the blank. You actually put a nut down in down over the top. So the nut ah. and the bolt head sandwich. Okay. The, uh, printed casing. But then in the the well, the final version, that hole that we're looking at there has a grub screw in it. Right there. Okay. You see the grub screw. That seals it off. Um, it also works as like, so you can see down in it, you know, for loading purposes, uh, it's a forward facing failure point. Um, and like all that stupid nerdy shit, but um, <laughs> you put everything in the blank, the blank contains the powder, it contains the primer. All you do is just put it into the bolt. Okay. And the bolt is chambered for 38. So it's like a three-eighths hole, um, half-inch countersink for the case rim. And then the end of it is eight millimeter. And that it's that way so that you can't put a live 38 in it. So you okay. can't shoot like a 38 special out of it because then that would be a destructive device. Okay. Hmm. But so and don't, then like, don't roll it too deep, guys. Five, yeah. five, six blanks one. <laughs> So there we go. That's that's it right there. That's when I started drilling the vents. And I was trying to use it with just the vents. 
like no no burst tubes or anything like that and like i made a functioning milk chamber before i ever had a cad model <laughs> because it's like i'm horrible at cad like i'm getting better at it i'm i'm trying really hard but i'm more of like a welder grinder cut off wheel type of guy and you can see like that shell like I butchered it because I wanted to see where <laughs> everything was sitting. You know, you tighten the bolt down, you take a look at the side of it. You're like, where can I put these vents? You know, somewhere between the grub screw and the nut. So I had to like cut a shell open and like look down the side of it and be like, that's where it's going. Mm -hmm. Drill a hole in it. And you can see like the top of that nut or bolt there is like super crooked. and like, <laughs> and, like Precision. Minutes. Precision. Okay, and then we're gonna we're gonna keep walking with this story because it gets kind of funny. That yeah, then again, that's the first one I ever made. Never had a CAD model, nothing. This is all theoretical. <laughs> and I'm at work, and like my boss is super into guns. Like me and him go shooting all the time. Like we're always tinkering with something at the garage. You know, customers come in and we have like a full like 338 Lapua like sitting there. <laughs> um, but I was testing it. And I would walk behind the garage and there's like a little alleyway in this like cul-de-sac area. And I would just go pop them in the alleyway or it's not an alley. It's just fucking, there's some trees and shit back there. And I was doing just a blank with the vents, no burst tube or anything like that. And they just weren't working. They were just going bloop, fall on the ground. And PTAC 15 sent me this chart that showed like what, pressure yields different things had in a one inch circle and mylar um the stuff they make potato chip bags out of a one inch circle of it will hold 100 psi and i was like well shit like i have some like oreo cookie wrappers right here <laughs> I cut one up all right i cut one up i shoved it down in there and i like looked in and i was like that's not enough so i took another piece and i shoved another piece down in there <laughs> I stuck the blank in it. I stuck the projectile in it and I walked out behind the garage and there's a probably like an eight foot um, privacy fence there and some trees. And then like a hundred yards down past there, there's some houses. And I, I walk, around, <laughs> walk around the edge of the garage and I just go to pop one into the freaking fence thinking it's not going to do anything. And it goes, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> And he had a bad day. Okay, and here's a, it keeps going. This dumb way to die. Fucking vengeance. And I overshot the fence. Okay. And it is heading in a beeline straight for the neighbor's sliding glass door. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And it clips a tree branch like an inch in diameter. It just clips this tree branch and it's enough to throw it off into the yard. And I was oh, like, man. <laughs> besides that little like almost taking out the neighbor's door, I was so ecstatic. I'm pretty certain I didn't even put the launcher down. I was on my on element like guys, it fucking <laughs> guys it fucking figured it out. And then it just progressed like ten tenfold past there. Like every day it was like more and more innovation in it. Um and like it's a super stupid thing. Like it's not even like a three D printed project. It's like it's a it's a bolt with a hole in it. But it's a DIY project. DIY worked. is the way to go, man. Three D printing yeah, like, is just a tool. 
I got I got into like doing 3D printing for the DIY aspect. Like in my mm. Are We Cool Yet interview, like I said I wanted to be into like mod nines and stuff like that because it's it's completely DIY and that's what I wanted. Like I DIY everything in my life. You know, between like renovating my home, working on my cars, you know, things I want, I build. You know, some of you, some of you guys have shot my like dueling tree that I built, Methenheimer. Yeah, <laughs> and like, launchers fulfill that need of being 100% DIY. You know, everything we make everything of the the more mainstream parts of the guncad community in 2023. The launcher community is the only place where everything remains fully DIY. Yeah. I mean, like, like we get some stuff sent cut send, but like you could do it by hand if you really wanted to. Yeah. Like I make, I, I, I roll my own blanks. I make my own chambers. I make my own shells. I make the launchers. You know, there's no gun parts in any of them. Um, I mean, it is, it is as DIY as you can get. The, the only thing I can think of that really violates that role is there are a number of uh, AR fire control groups that get thrown around. but There are. There are. The, uh, the GU uses like an AR-15 lower. And the NT has uh, hammer springs in it. Hmm. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. <laughs> if it's not fixed, don't broke it. Right. Yeah, duh. <laughs> oh, there's my. Uh, that was my last. The last NT I made, uh, okay. and that's when I started pushing the seamless aluminum barrel really hard. So yep. this is. Uh, you're saying this is not a fence post. This is a much nicer, fancier, 37 millimeter diameter uh, piece of aluminum. Yes. Okay. It is. Uh, it's DOM. It's drawn over mandrel, so it has no seam in it. Uh, it is completely like mirror finish inside, like from the factory. Um, it's super light. Like when you have it, it feels fake. Like it, that thing looks <laughs> like uh, it's, it's definitely a way smoother uh, direction than like the fence post. And then you don't have to worry about the black powder rusting it out. Okay. Like you can shoot black powder with it all day. And take a wet rag, run it through it, and it looks like brand new again. Hmm. So to, to buy it, where do you go? Is it like a McMaster part? Online metals. It is a 1.625 outside diameter by a 0 0.049 wall thickness. Write that down, kids. <laughs> I haven't memorized. And is it a drop-in replacement in older builds that use fence post intentionally? No. or? No. Okay. No, unfortunately not. Um, but most of the newer stuff, though, is coming with a seamless retainer. Uh, it's just it's a it's just a little push pull on fusion to make the difference. They just have a slightly smaller outside diameter. Um, but like the Odin has a seamless version. The Mayfly has a seamless version. Um, I did the the seamless version of the NT. I never actually released it, but. It's there. It's super easy to make. Hmm. Go seamless, kids. It's worth it. Hell what yeah. Was the outer, what were those dimensions again? 1.625 by 0 0.049 wall thickness. Did did that one have 
the inspiration for that was that uh, was that those bad guys from Weird Science? Uh, yeah, my whole life is Weird Science. Yeah. Oh, DIY. That weird. So. Yeah. <laughs> no stock in the the sling. Yep. This sling rules. Yeah, I made that. Me and me and the old lady were watching like alone or something and i was sitting there braiding it on the couch and i'm like i don't know how to do this and i was just like <laughs> wrapping it around stuff and it turned out half-ass decent so it looks good man there's another side yeah, of it this yeah. is uh a, a very it makes it very clear how much shinier oh. and more beautiful it is than finn's post and we've got the, the wild arm sticker back here. Yeah. Perfect. I have a couple of his shirts, man. I, I wear them all the time. Dude, I wear that shirt all the time, too. I think that might be the most popular gun cat shirt. I love it so much. It's, I don't know. He either is very good at graphic design or got someone real to graphic design it. So I think the take-home lesson here, kids, is... Uh, you want to make a classic gun cab t-shirt graphic design is not as easy as it seems so actually get someone <laughs> real to do it wait so go like 11 o'clock off the freaking uh the vending machine right above it like right off the corner there's a lego brick there the metal right lego there. brick oh this right guy there. yeah villain tool uh he uh made some parts for the balls he made he's cut that on a cnc machine it is a lego brick made out of aluminum that rules it's really cool like this doesn't apply to anything i just think it's neat dude shout out to villain that tool man shout out to villain tool i'm name dropping all over this place tonight oh yeah dude you gotta you gotta shout out your boys oh god what is this <laughs> oh there you go that's if black powder dog motivation to go to seamless <laughs> aluminum barrel right there it is that is it. That's what you'll have to deal with with a with a steel barrel. Just get a chimney sweep, or burn a, <laughs> a creosote log under it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you can see. Okay, you see how in the middle it's a different color. Yeah. What is I going on here? I couldn't reach it as well, so it still has a little bit of the galvanized coating in that area because that's like dead center, and like my my home would only reach so far in each direction. So like the middle. Still has a little bit of galvanizing on it, and uh, so it doesn't thing is, don't hone your fence post, and then you don't have to worry about the corrosion as much. <laughs> but then you got a big dumb freaking weld seam in the middle of it. <laughs> Listen, I love the fence post, I love what they did. Like, uh, I'm certain it was uh, who was it? Handy dandy, yeah. Who, who was it that discovered the fence post? I think it was Handy Dandy. Handy Dandy. Or it was like a Rudy Tootie Print and Shooty, maybe. I don't remember, but I love it. It sparked this whole thing for me. But like, I'm, I'm start. I was tried to start a revolution with fence or with seamless because <laughs> we don't. That's valuable time you could be launching while you're cleaning. It. <laughs> like, Shout probably, out to to Rudy and Handy Dandy. I've I haven't seen them in like years at this point yeah rudy rudy's the one that got me into the tng room okay so i owe him i owe him a big one i love this clip 
It's called a magazine. <laughs> yeah. So the the receiving what? end of this, where the the cameras, that's my phone. <laughs> I was clinching pretty hard. Yeah. So what yeah, that's is wild. this object here? That it's is a, another... hot dog. Yeah. That's one of JP's rifle rounds, and I just wanted okay. to get like, a downrange view of it coming. And like you could see, it stays tip first the whole time. POV, you were uh, a peaceful protester in 2020. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some uh, shots like that here in a week or so with the duck call. Yeah. 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 You can see so so as it comes out of the barrel, it's it's a little wobbly, but it it stabilizes about halfway to the camera there yeah uh, yeah right when it gets to about here it starts yeah being stabilizes stable. and you yep. like that's a that's a 25 yard target and i'm standing that's 25 yards from the table and i'm probably 10 yards off the table so that's i mean stabilizing quick realistically that's maybe 15 yards hmm. um the the old like m781s that i released they would take like anywhere from like 25 to 50 yards to really stabilize and they were stabilizing just out of like the sheer will because there was no rifling. They just kind of eventually like wiggled themselves tired and just went straight after that. <laughs> they would actually turn completely sideways. Like when I did slow mos, you'd fire it and it would actually go completely sideways and then straighten back out. There's 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 one benefit, Myth, to a tumbling round. And that's when it has a duck call in it. And when it picks up air as it's tumbling, it sounds like it's quacking. Yeah. So that was that was like in the middle of like mil like that's when I was getting really deep into the science of like loading the blanks. Like how fast will this powder make a projectile go? You know, how much of this powder works, what powder works. I have like I bought so many different types of powder to test. And this was like one of the most potent loads. And that target down there is a hundred yards. And I overshot it basically in a straight line. Mm. <laughs> you can see like, I'm not like arcing it really. Like I, no. I put, I'm fair. My barrel's fairly flat and it, it overshot that target by a lot. Have you chronoed these meth? I have. How, what's your fastest one? The fastest one was 596. That one right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> cooking. Yeah, and like I, I reached a point where uh, I can't go any faster because I'm, I'm breaking shells. Like the yeah. rifle is ripping out of the shell. Aerodynamics so, starts to play a part, right? Yeah, and they start getting really wild after 600. Like, I've definitely shot ones that have went faster than 600, but I haven't chronoed them. Hmm. Like, do they come up? Do they fly apart? Like, do you notice them coming apart when they're coming out of the barrel or anything? Or the, the, no, plat, the plastic just can't handle it? Or the, the projectiles themselves do fine. What it is is it's ripping the rifling out of the shell. You can see the uh, rifle in that shell right there. Um, there's just like there's friction between the two, you know, the, that projectile is leaving. And as it's twisting out, you know, it's wanting to pull the shell with it and it'll just yeah. even with 
you know, I sand the brass with 80 grit. I sand the plastic with 80 grit. I use classic JB weld. They're always well dry, like well cured. And it's still enough to like overcome all that and just rip it clean out of the brass. So you want, it, you want it to seal good, but yet you don't want it to seal well enough that it lets go of it, you know? Yeah. So we're, there's going to be innovation coming along to, to solve that problem as well. Um, Goon Gun actually just had one metal printed. So nice. that was, I'm really interested to try that, but it was like a hundred dollars for one shell. So that will last damn. you for eternity. Yeah, that's that. That's that quantity, right? If you if you order five thousand of them, they they get down to like four or five bucks a piece. Yeah, then you gotta have like <laughs> fifteen grand laying around. Yeah. Oh, they're only you know, ten dollars a piece. So. Milk sales. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is the hornet. That's the hornet. Yep. All right, that's a cool shot. You don't really see anything, but it's the principle of it. You can <laughs> see my sweet ass vest. Yeah, you're Bathory? Vest. Yeah. Hell we're yeah. fucking with Bathory? Oh, was that the is that the backside of the hill where the windows background was taken? <laughs> no. <laughs> so in this, um the, the crest of that hill is like three hundred I can't remember the exact number three. It's just shy of 310 yards. And then the power line tower is past that, like another 50. And I was shooting through the opening in it. (laughs) I was trying desperately to pink one off of it. And I just kept like shooting like through the openings, but they were going through it. I mean, I was clear. I don't know. I don't know what the total distance is, but it's easily like, you know, 350 yards just to the base of that tower. And I was shooting clean through it. You, I finally got it. You can see there the projectile right there on its way to the middle. There it is again, I think, at the very, maybe not. Well, okay, in this clip, there's something weird. There's something that, like, comes across the top of the screen. I don't know what it is. I think I might have called a ghost or something. UFO. Is it a UAP? It, yeah. There's something weird in the in the video. I almost thought my buddy was flying his drone around. I thought maybe there was like a glimpse of the drone in it, but it was moving way too quick. It was definitely like UFO, uh, paranormal activity. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Well, then, then the government just admit that the aliens are real now. That's true. I mean, that's what? the whistleblower, not necessarily the government. That's the biggest crock of shit in human history. <laughs> I just don't want us to talk about the 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 Hunter Biden trial. They're digging. They're digging at the bottom of the bucket for stuff to dangle in front of us now, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The man in the aluminum hat doesn't agree. <laughs> So what is what am I looking at here? So last time that we all had a hangout, it was at a Sloss joint. And Goon was there. Swarm was there. You know, name dropping again. But Goon was like, we're going to try to blow this Odin up. Like, blow it up. <laughs> and that was whenever he put uh, three fi- like a, a load larger than 357 in a milk shell and then loaded it. 
and it fire formed the brass case to the inside of the fence post. Holy like, shit. That brass, that brass pipe was actually wedged in it. Like we had to pound it out. <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing is, is like the, the, uh, the milk chamber itself survived without a scratch. God damn. And it's just a bolt with a hole in it. Like it works. Like yeah. you can't blow it up. If that doesn't blow it up, it's going to take like, you're literally going to have to not drill vents in it and like not put a grub screw in it and then load it with whatever and just seal it shut and put a fuse in it like literally make a pipe bomb yeah there's no blowing it up i'm confident like no one's gonna blow up a milk chamber unless mm. they really really try to because i thought for sure that was gonna do it braze the end of it shut yeah <laughs> it was impressive it was a really good test though i love to see it i love the science uh destructive testing is always like the best part of the job do you, and- you guys figure out what like your internal chamber pressures are just a guesstimate off of what your volume is and what you're putting into it. So like a 357 Magnum at like a load approximate that it'd actually be lighter than what we used was like 29,000 PSI chamber pressure. Um, So, I mean, we definitely jumped beyond 30 K I'd say we had to, if there's no way we didn't, I mean, we just Mm -hmm. fire formed an inch and a half brass pipe into a fence post. Yeah. Well, it takes a pretty good amount to stretch brass. <laughs> and like I had, I talked to a metallurgist about like the seamless and stuff, like what it would take to actually burst one of those barrels. And like every inch that the projectile moves, it adds thousands of PSI on top of it. And it, it's such a high number. No one's ever going to burst a tube unless they really do something fucking stupid. Hmm. Like you got to have it like filled. Super in, like glue it solid on both sides yeah super glue <laughs> solid and your propellant is uh propellant basically just c4 or <laughs> like tannerite or like something retarded i bet you can get really good velocity with c4 yeah <laughs> yeah when are, when are we gonna see c4 milks yeah, you can turn your fingers at like 700 <laughs> per second really good velocity but in every direction so yeah this is a this is a legendary moment right here so what's happening in this photo that's that's when we burnt the oven at the cult the cult gathering (laughs) why why were you guys uh why were we guys burning an oven we it was just a i don't really even know (laughs) sounds reasonable that sounds reasonable i don't know i was just there we're just doing stuff and we made it up and explode want to do shit with my friends you guys ran out of punch and cookies and started getting edgy exactly dude (laughs) this this also had like a fun run-up like the 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 run-up to this moment was really fun we were doing the whole big cult meeting thing all right v8's up on the screen up on the stage in this like weird looking culty building we're all in like robes and masks and shit (laughs) full-on like cult gathering it was hilarious and uh he's up on the stage screaming like what the fuck do you want from me and shit like that and while this is all going on there's an oven that's about to get set on fire with a launcher and i'm the one that has to do it and i didn't even like realize that's what was going on and the (laughs) the whole speech ended and i'm like 
am I supposed to be shooting that thing? And Bitplum's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't even have a shell loaded. He's like, fuck. I'll go distract him. So I like run across. I grab a shell. I take my black powder container and I just go, that looks good. <laughs> don't know how much is in it. I know there was a shitload. Like more than a micrometer. Yeah, it was like more than doctor recommended values. <laughs> I, I like poured the black powder and I go, yeah, sure, that's good. I ram a shell in it and I sprint down to the oven. And uh, the whole time this is happening, I'm thinking, I'm like, this firework is going to bounce off of this son of a bitch. <laughs> We're all standing like right around it. And I'm like, this thing's going to hurt someone. It's not going to go well. <laughs> and then I get the okay to shoot it. So I like cock the T and I, I did it with a thumb and grind, the one that's here because uh, it's the OG. So I like cock it and I fire it and it goes, that firework went right in between the boards perfectly right through, hit the back of the oven, fell down and then exploded. I mean, it was, I, I didn't even say anything. I was so shocked. I was just like, oh my God, it fucking worked. And the whole thing goes up in flames and everyone screams the oven, you know? <laughs> And then, like, 10 seconds goes by, and, like, in the video, you can hear me turn around and go, oh, my God, that was fucking perfect. (laughs) I was shocked that it worked. Couldn't do it again if I tried. Let me me bring this up. I think this is the right video. Okay, yes, this is the right video. So this is the moment under discussion. Hey, that's me. <laughs> Perfect. I couldn't believe it. And we captured that moment in glorious four pixels. <laughs> hey, if you go into my content, I think there's a video from over my shoulder. Yeah, I've seen the old the over your shoulder one. Hey, wait. Look around the top there. There's a machine gun lower on it. We burnt Uh-oh. V's an SOT. Brought a uh, machine gun. <laughs> That was a cool time. That was completely legal. ETF guys. It was legal. He's an SOT. Wait a second. Where did it go? Uh... Dude, I loaded you up with like three years of content. So (laughs) I was trying to get through this tonight. Oh, the Mantra King memes are my favorite. (laughs) <laughs> oh the pope you mean the yeah pope? yeah, I love yeah let's deal. let's take a look at these memes <laughs> we got uh steven seagal and his uh balls yeah yeah steven seagal's balls yep mm-hmm. i doubt i okay i accidentally bought photoshop and i was like well i gotta use it <laughs> so i just started like memeing and it like i actually have a lot of fun with it if anybody mm-hmm. wants me to like do Goofy shit with like any of their builds, just send it to me. I'll do something. <laughs> Brad's got good trigger discipline, at least. Dude, this one I was so proud of. Like the barbed wire and stuff. Like, yeah, it looks <laughs> fucking good. Man. You got the blur yeah. in there. Look at his hand, though. Look at his hand. Yeah. Yeah. He's you missing. You know why this works so well is you have the lighting. He only has the three fingers. On both <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> I missed a finger. It's fine. He didn't need that. He didn't need that one. <laughs> We got three and a half. Yeah, this one. 
Did we got the <laughs> doom balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doom balls is fire for sure. Uh, dude, Penrose, you're the one that made me that balls logo. Oh shit, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a professional. Penrose at making logos. That like totally doesn't fit his hand at all, but like whatever. I'm fine with it. It's a thought that counts. Perfect. It's perfect. Missing a couple fingers. It's fine. It's just going through the back of his hand right here. It's just fine. It's perfect. It's one of those things where like it works because no one actually pays attention that hard. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So this one's great. Yeah, there's the, the launcher pope. And I used to put my logo <laughs> in it. I used to put my logo in the in the Pope's face there. And then I was like, I, I can't take that title. It's I don't, you know, there's we're 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 a team. You know, we, we work as a brain trust. So then like later I put Carlos's face in it. And here you can see like launcher popes traveling the world all over to different <laughs> confrontations. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. And there there's Carlos. And that's yeah. there. Because we're a group, we're a team, we work together. It's not just me. I can't take credit hundred hundred percent credit for any of it. You know, it was all inspiration from my friends. He still has the the logo here though. There's still the hint of it, you know. There's okay. No, I, I'm not. I'm literally not shit talking. I think it's cool, yeah, but it's still here. The little, the little details are what makes some of that yeah. stuff. So that was that's an actual quote. Well, not it's a like I changed it a little bit, but that was a, a quote from one of the popes, and I just put different. <laughs> so it, it, the original quote was something like, "I come as a pilgrim of X and an apostle of Y." Yes. Correct. Okay. I don't want to admit how long I spent looking at Pope Woods <laughs> to find something I could use. A long Chat time. GPT, man. And listen, they don't say anything that interesting ever. So That's true. They're slim pickings. These are so Ooh. good. I love these. Yep. And that one fit. I didn't even have to change. It worked. Dude, this one. I love this one. <laughs> we got Danny, who's holding something. That's the it's parachute. Balls. That's uh, the parachute. We got a bit plum here. Then a 40 ounce and a P tact. Yep. Cause like right right when I made that, like uh parachute flare blew up bit plums NT79. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is a great opportunity to do some poorly. Photoshop and bullshit here. I take every opportunity. And then, uh, yeah, we had a new pope. We got a new pope recently. And I was like, all right, this is going to make me some content here. So, new launcher, new pope, new launcher pope. That's right. He's just as wrinkly as the last one. Yeah, I I love this one. This is some uh, Arby Koya propaganda that I made, and it's the truth. So this is going to be uh, coinciding with a release I hope to have. I don't know. I'm still on the edge about the release of it, but hmm. um, talk about that later. It's a little spicy. <laughs> 
Yeah, those are point detonating. That's what the propaganda is kind of going with. Okay. That one's not. That's just something I threw in the end. But hmm. they uh, basically explode on impact. All right. Through magic. So they explode and they signal on impact. They signal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. We talked uh, at the beginning of the show, at the very beginning, that we weren't going to talk about the Odin yet because we wanted to go through the history and talk a little bit about the motivation of the Odin. So now that we've talked about all of that, what are we looking at here and why does it exist? So the Odin came because I was perfecting the milk during the balls. All right, I was milking the balls. <laughs> and I was breaking shit, dude. You milk your balls, you break stuff. And I was getting to a point where, like, every shot I was breaking something on the balls. And we had uh, Winter Wasteland was coming up, which was, like, a little meetup we did here in Pennsylvania. Hmm. And Goon, Goon said, like, I'm going to make something indestructible. And he showed up to Winter Wasteland with his alpha version of that and the load that i kept breaking the balls with i brought a bunch of them and we threw one in it and it handled it like a champion and he's only made it better since then um you have like a half inch steel breech um huge locking lugs on the top for the barrel retainer you know it's just it's thick the thing's like extra thick like that receiver is like no thinner than five millimeters thick in any direction anywhere um, it's got quarter 20 rods running the whole way through the length of the top. It's got two six and a half, six and a half or six inch quarter 20s that go through the bottom, the thread into the bottom of the breech plates. Um, it's, it's a neat piece of equipment for sure. Am I allowed to flash a launcher like while this is streaming or is that like bad? It's uh, not a, it's not a firearm. It's not a functioning firearm. I, I'm not looking at the screen, so I can't see what you're talking about. But maybe no. All right. <laughs> I on behind me, and I was like, I could just like point at it, and like as long as you don't touch it, it's fine. So if you want to point at it, go no, ahead. Okay. <laughs> it's back here. It's like All right, hang on. Watch this. I'll just. Uh, I'll give you three seconds to move it. Hang on. Okay, move it. <laughs> And then we can point at it. Oh, look at that. Oh, Magic. fuck. You can't see it. It's too low. Is it hovering? Just set it on your yeah. gut. <laughs> There's a half-inch um, breech here. That's two quarter-inch plates. Uh, the locking lugs in here are just like this big around. Uh, two quarter-inch, two quarter-twenties that run this whole length. There's two... Six in six or six and a half inch quarter twenty rods down here. You know this thing's just thick. Everything on it's super thick. Uh, it's just it's thick. And then that one I was holding is actually completely nylon, so it's definitely not going anywhere. Okay. And like a lot of nylon, like <laughs> not cheap. Yeah, luckily I got all that stuff on Black Friday. Nice. I like this cut for the uh, the barrel. Nice cut, G. <laughs> yeah, that cut. What, what do they call that? A baloney cut. I was that kind of 
I was calling it like the Harley exhaust cut. Yeah. That's what I think they are on the on the Harleys. It's like a they call it a baloney cut. Yeah, okay. dude, that, that cut on the end it does something for me. Like same, dude. It makes me feel a certain type of way when I look at it. Dude, I'm bricked <laughs> up. And then like my goofy ass uh, optic on it. It's a sight mark. It was like a hundred bucks. It's got like this little flipper in the back, so you can like, it's like putting a projector. Like one of the old like flipper projectors that changes the images. It's just like one of those on the back of it. Okay. And it's like super shit. If it's like sunny out, you can't see it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's but it looks good it's on aesthetic it. though. It is. It's a vibe for sure. So what you're saying is you need to get a Gideon optic and put on there? I do. I wish someone would give me a Gideon optic and I put it on there and I will just post pictures of it all over the internet. We'll show more later. May or may not have a 10% code for you. <laughs> no. Okay, this is hilarious. This is the Amazon ad for the brass pipe that we use. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Amazon page, and there's, like, pictures. Okay, so the one on the left is me. This one send here. Send me a link real quick. Send me a link real quick so I'm going to post it in the fucking chat. All right, hold on. I don't have my phone. <laughs> okay, let me. I'll go, I'll go find it. Oh, wait, I do have my phone. So you're now uh, a verified purchaser, and at the top of this Amazon page is a reviewer. <laughs> yeah. This um, stuff never lets me down. Okay, so it was funny because the one, the picture on the right is not me, and that was there before I posted mine. So someone else did this before <laughs> me. Someone had the idea before I did. What's the size in the brass pipe so I can search it on Amazon and find it real quick? Uh, it's called like it's West West Brass D four something. Yeah, D one two one zero four. D nuts. D four one seven. Oh, found it. All right. Oh yeah, I purchased this. That's how I know it. I know it's the right one. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, my battery's low. <laughs> Charge your phone. In case you guys want to know, there it is. That's Otherwise, you will be out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> I think we've gone through all of the, the content at this point. So uh, before we wrap up, I have a couple things I want to talk about but uh is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap up hmm build a launcher people get into it there's <laughs> like i said the cost of getting into it to like be at the forefront of it is kind of high now because like all the brass milk shells shit like that but like you just want to build cool stuff you want to diy everything get into launchers i mean it is the, the possibilities are endless um they're a shitload of fun. You go out to any range or them with your friends, and they're gonna like, they're gonna be like, "Whoa, what the fuck is that?" Every time I've ever offered someone else to shoot one, they're always like, "Uh, I, is it is it okay?" And then they do it, and they're like, "This is fucking awesome!" Like it's <laughs> yeah. totally different than shooting a gun, dude. And like, okay, we have to like re-verify that it is a signaling device. Yeah, but you are allowed, you are one hundred percent allowed to test it with. Solid projectiles, as long as you're testing it. 
It's all about intent. And like this has been, you know, ATF verified. We're um, not lawyers. This is not legal advice. This is we're not lawyers. This is legal <laughs> advice. But it has been like, yeah, you can test them with those. So like go out to the range and just be like, yo, I'm testing this thing. You know, put an inch and a half hole in a sheet of or an inch and a half hole in a sheet of half inch OSB is like it's it's a fucking blast. Um, your friends will never be disappointed if you show up with, you know, big bore shit like that. And like you can do it as easy as like, dude, build an anarchy. Like I love I love the anarchy that it's out. It's getting more people into it because it's really simple. Um, Cost of entry is low on that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can build one for like what forty bucks or something, maybe if that. If that. See, I think that's what he was said last night when we were talking about like forty bucks or so. Yeah, build it. He got, a, he got a batch of those like AR springs with like thirty-five AR hammer springs for like eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need he some new blood. Anybody that wanted to build a we need some new blood in the launcher community. Go build one. Get into it. If you see me in person anywhere, I'll give you a milk chamber. I've handed out <laughs> almost fifty of them now. Um, I'm sure some of you guys here even have them. Uh, you you find me at a meetup, be like, "Yo, give me one. I'll hand you one. I'll have my name engraved in the back of it." <laughs> so, how can people reach out to you if they want to get involved and have more uh, questions or want uh, basically want some guidance in the thirty-seven millimeter? Where can they reach out to you at? You can reach me at Instagram at uh, Dick himself. The name doesn't match on here. I've been Dick himself <laughs> on Instagram forever. That's the way it's staying. Um, you get on Element Chat. I go by mathematics. Um, I'm not hard to find. I don't make it. I don't make it hard to find me because I think we all need to be more open, normalizing this kind of stuff. Um, except for you, Rusty. You can stay a, an aluminum face. <laughs> Looks good on you. Big aluminum is making all that money off me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else to say? I don't really think so. Just build a launcher. Build cool shit. They have to Hell prove yeah. and. They have to prove your intent. Tell no lies. Build cool shit. Do some photoshopping of the Pope. <laughs> so I know that we have some uh, shill work to do. Justin, you're on shill duty. Go. All right. I'll do some shilling tonight. So in case you guys didn't know, Danny's still doing CAD contests. And... The next CAD contest, which I believe is going to be next week, it's already filled up. But if you guys want to be, be involved in the, the one following that, we have a sponsor for our CAD contest now. Uh, everygunparts.com is now sponsoring our CAD contest. And I believe the winner of the next contest is getting somewhere like a $100 gift card. Ooh. And maybe the runner-up is getting like a $50 gift card to everygunparts.com. Uh, nice. So check that out. If you guys watch us next week, we'll probably have a discount code also for everygunparts.com for everybody that watches next week. So make sure you guys are coming in and checking us out next week. Uh, also, I got this super, super cool optic this week. Uh, from Gideon Optics. I got a, a mediator. Uh, it's, it's fucking wild. If you guys are in the market for an optic, definitely check out the Gideon Optics. They're very affordable and robust. I believe they're doing like a something like a three-year warranty on them too as long as you don't actively try to destroy it yourself they're gonna hook you guys up i think battery run time is like 20k at full power on all the time or something like that they're they're wild really nice i have um 
put one on a pistol at my local gun shop with my guy already, and uh, we're getting ready to mount this on something spicy here uh, probably this weekend. But yeah, we have check a, those things out as well. Do we have a code for them yet? I don't think we will, but we probably will next week if we don't. Yep. Okay. Um, so the for the people asking Link for the contest, the contest, to enter the contest, you have to manually message Danny, and the way you do that is you go make a burner email then you don't have to do that but you know if you want to stay anonymous you then email out of battery live at gmail.com and say i would like to be part of the cad contest and then danny will send you the instructions to be part of it so this is now the fifth one i think so um so the fifth one is full and it will be the sixth one the first one you can be involved in so next week is already full uh the the weeks following that will be open to the public yet again so and just so you guys Danny know hasn't the been more getting people... my smoke signals then <laughs> i've been wafting my blanket email. over my you have to email. Been getting those. so okay and the burner name has to be uh, give me a Gideon optic at tax lose. Yeah. And just so you guys know, the more email we get, the more uh, people that sign up, it means the more opportunities you guys are going to have to do these things and have this contest and keep doing this stuff. So if you guys are have on the fence about it, just reach out. Uh, if you suck, we don't care. It's still cool. Uh, you get some practice in or whatever. But uh, definitely reach out to that. Uh, another thing, so like we talked about earlier, Swarm's been off uh, doing some hard legwork for this Midwest meetup coming up Labor Day weekend. So it's a little over a month away. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, outofbattery.live, you can uh, get your the information there, buy your tickets there. Go do that. And so you can come hang out with all of us uh, that weekend. Uh, we're going to be shooting some fun stuff and uh, having a good time for sure. And if you want to have a social event so you don't live in your mom's basement for the weekend. <laughs> it's definitely a, a opportunity for that. Uh, also, we still have a Utreon. I guess it's called Player now, something to that effect. If you yeah. guys want to support us there, you guys can uh, sign up for subscriptions there and uh, support us that way as well. So we can continue uh, putting these events on, doing this stuff, having the show, having cool guests on, talking about cool stuff like launchers. So I think I did all my shilling. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll show you Hell guys how yeah. to make a foil hat, a proper one. <laughs> Bring your rental got it down. You've got the technique down. Good <laughs> looking. Oh, uh, Discord after party. There's a link yeah. somewhere. We uh, we will be in Discord after this, just chilling and hanging out. By the way, Meth Goon <laughs> says, "Get in the after party." He has a question for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> if it's a question from Goon, it's got to be good. Hell yeah. Are you even old enough to drink beers? <laughs> Yo, if you guys didn't know, uh, I'm Fizzle's dad. That checks out. I'm I can see there was him once. You, you guys sponsored him? Like each other. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. And like, okay, bragging rights, I also sponsored uh, JP, so. I think there's some like really I don't know if you guys know this or not. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I sponsored Frytech, so uh <laughs> bragging. Oh shit. <laughs> all right. On that note, this is the end of the show. We love you all. We will see you in the after party and then again next week. Peace out. Like, 
comment, subscribe. Fantastic now. Goodbye. Hell yeah, dude. See, you can definitely unmute yourself during the outro too, and you can just talk over it. Okay. We don't have to do it every time, though. Uh, well, it's the well of the Mercury.